Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time now, 17 minutes after 11. Let's get straight into it. Time for Closet Conversations. I'd like to welcome our doctor, who's no stranger to the side of uh, the A-team, Dr. Natalia Novikova. Thank you very much for joining us all the way in Ukraine in the snow. How are you doing, Dr. Novikova? Good evening. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm doing very well. I am sneaked in a skiing trip with my kids and my family in Ukraine in the beautiful Carpathian Mountains. Uh, It's actually my first time here, though I do come from Ukraine. So I'm great. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Please enjoy yourself and do send loads and loads of pictures to us uh, so we can see how much fun you had. So, um, Dr. Dr. Novikova, today we're talking about abnormal uterine bleeding. And uh, this is obviously a dysfunction that uh, women experience. But for the benefit of all our A-teamers listening, could you please tell us what happens when a woman is experiencing abnormal uterine bleeding? So abnormal uterine bleeding is a very unpleasant condition uh, that is usually um, happening to women in reproductive age. So it's women from their like, teenage years, once they start menstruating uh, until they get uh, to menopause. And usually women bleed too much. So they would be bleeding heavily during their menstrual period and losing too much blood. Or they might be bleeding in between their periods uh, or it's possible that their period time between the periods become short. So if their menstrual period lasts for longer than seven days, or it occurs more frequently than every 21 days, or the bleeding is really, really heavy, such as they need to change their pets or tampons every hour and they lose a lot of blood, that's all abnormal. Women who start bleeding in menopause after they stop their periods for a year, um, also can experience abnormal uterine bleeding. And that's quite uh, dangerous. We don't like it. And it may be a sign of cancer. So we usually act on it and investigate quite quickly. Now, to put into perspective, how much um, menstrual uh, period blood is lost in a normal uterus? So normally women lose around uh, half a cup of blood during menstrual periods. It's about five tablespoons. And if it's more than that, it's a... Of course, it's difficult to understand what this half a cup means in terms of uh, tampons or pads, but one can just wet a pad with half a cup or like wet five pads and realize what that means. So to me, if someone tells me that they're changing a pad or a tampon every hour and it's soaked with blood or every two hours and it's soaked with blood, it's definitely abnormal. If the bleeding lasts for longer than seven days, it's abnormal. If the bleeding happens between the periods, it's abnormal. And and what causes uh, uterine bleeding? And there's many different causes for this condition. It's, some of them are 
kind of not intuitive. We wouldn't guess that, for example, sexually transmitted infection can cause abnormal uterine bleeding. For example, chlamydia can lead to the bleeding in between the periods or bleeding after sexual intercourse. Uh, so infection is one cause. Uh, polyps or fibroids, so it's benign, non-cancerous growth on the uterus can cause abnormal uterine bleeding. Condition called endometriosis or adenomyosis in the uterus uh, can cause um, heavy menstrual bleeding and irregular bleeding. At times, uh, women may have um, cysts in their ovaries and that would lead to irregular bleeding or bleeding between the periods. Occasionally, certain medications that thin the blood may cause abnormal uterine bleeding. So women, for example, who experience some kind of clotting or a stroke may be put on blood thinners, and those blood thinners will then lead to heavy menstrual bleeding. Mm. Rarely, uh, women may have bleeding disorders, such as they had some type of uh, genetic, genetic condition that leads to bleeding that is kind of unusual. Uh, so it would be something called von Willebrand's disease. And usually we diagnose it in young girls when they start having periods and those periods lead to anemia and they lose a lot of blood. The same happens when they go to see a dentist and have a tooth extraction. And then suddenly they have this huge bleed from uh, for no reason and they will be then investigated for bleeding disorder at times uh, hormonal birth control may cause irregular bleeding and other conditions such as liver disease or thyroid dysfunction uh, can lead to the abnormal uterine bleeding the common things are basically polyfibroids and infection Atim, as we are talking about abnormal uterine bleeding in women and how it affects the woman's sexuality and their partners, obviously, we'll get to that. And our guest is Dr. Natalia Novikova. Remember, you can join in as an Atim and ask your questions uh, by WhatsApping 0614-104-107. And remember, you're allowed to be anonymous. Dr. Novikova, there's this notion that sex during a woman's period is not necessarily healthy. But then on the other hand, you'll hear a woman saying, when I'm on my period, well, I just want to have sex or just before my period or just after my period. But there's always some sort of sexual activity happening around the period. How, how true are these notions? There isn't anything unhealthy about having sex during the period, but in many cultures, um, for example, uh, Muslim women will, will never have sex during their period. It's like no, no time. Uh, and in fact, they like the periods for <laughs> their reasons, as I've learned. And they actually don't want to, they always want to have their period like regularly, etc. so they can have a break, break somehow from sexual activity. Um, so it's not unhealthy. It is normal if if it's messy, but but if people don't mind it, it's okay. Um, of course, women don't like having sex during the periods because of the messiness of it, and uh, some of them choose um, a particular hormonal treatment that would stop their periods uh, altogether. And there is nothing abnormal about that. Uh, if we think about hundred years ago women had very few periods in their life because 
they would be pregnant or breastfeeding and not having periods. And as soon as they start having periods after finishing breastfeeding, they will fall pregnant again because we didn't have access to the contraception in the same way as we do have now. Hence, having a period is actually quite a, a regular period on a monthly basis. It's uh, actually a modern phenomenon uh, that is only possible because we are not constantly pregnant or breastfeeding. Mm. So, so you are saying that uh, sex during periods would not cause abnormal uterine bleeding and it, it, it's something that if a couple is comfortable with it, could engage in it. Yes, absolutely. That's correct. Hey, Timas, do you enjoy your, uh, your fries with ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> if you do, please do let us know because, yeah, I've just heard a lot of people talk about the fact that sex during periods is, is quite a different experience. Never tried it. Don't think we'll, I ever will. But um, I'd like to hear from the A-teamers who have uh, ventured into ketchup and uh, fries. And the number is 0614104107. We are talking to Dr. Natalia Novikova. Now, doctor, I've got a question from an A-teamer. And yes, we are talking about abnormal uterine bleeding but this question is also quite an interesting one because yeah for me I'm, I'm seeing a double side to it our ATMS says please ask the doctor is it normal if a woman urinates while making love or is it a sign of a certain disease well it's no it's not we're losing you there but doctor um, and I understand it's this is something it's called urinary incontinence, uh, so not ability to hold the urine um, at, uh, at certain times and leaking urine involuntary, and uh, it can be investigated and treated. But now, here's the thing I, I would ask then, what for a person who's never experienced a woman squirting, the difference between a woman squirting and a woman urinating would a person who does not know the difference be able to differentiate whether this woman is having, you know, a leak or this woman is, you know, <laughs> squirting. I think unless there is a strong smell of urine, you won't be able to distinguish. <laughs> so maybe maybe explain to our A-teamers what a squirt is, because maybe this is what this gentleman is experiencing and not necessarily that uh, the partner is urinating, but she is ejaculating. So squirting is exactly what you just said. It's ejaculation during sexual intercourse. So women release a lot of um, mucus and a lot of fluid. Um, and during the orgasm, and that's called squatting uh, in females. Um, not everyone does has squatting or experiences squatting. It's probably like smaller population women has it, and, and then a larger one. Uh, but it happens, and it's really not distinguishable distinguishable from uh, urinary incontinence uh, during sexual intercourse. But but obviously it's not urine that comes out during a squirt, is it? Not at all. Not mm. All right. So I, I would say our ATMO sent that message. Maybe do it's check out <laughs> the difference. At the entrance of the vagina. Please repeat that, Doctor. We lost you. Doctor Novikova, could you kindly please hello? repeat that? We we lost you a bit. Um so squatting, uh, we re repeat from the start. Uh, uh, yes, so around squatting, squatting uh, yeah. is released. Of 
Yeah, so it's a, it's a fluid that is released from the glands that are situated at the entrance of the vagina. And uh, it's fluid, it's not the urine. Mm. All right, so A-team, uh, go and check that out. Uh, and, and back on uh, uh, the abnormal uterine bleeding, for a woman who's experiencing this abnormal uterine bleeding, um, how badly can it affect their sexuality? It's a really frustrating uh, condition for many reasons. One, that people don't really enjoy having uh, intercourse and it's really not that pleasant when they're bleeding. Women become quite anxious and worried about reasons uh, uh, behind this abnormal bleeding. So it adds a lot of stress. They can't quite relax, uh, of course, uh, during a sexual intercourse. And it could be that besides the bleeding, they have other symptoms such as pain, pain during intercourse, um, which would affect their sexuality a lot. And um, the just actual fact that they're bleeding all the time is unpleasant and affects their sexuality. At times, they develop anemia because they lose a lot of blood. So they become tired, they lose their libido uh, and interest in sex, and that also has a negative effect uh, on sexuality. So I can't actually imagine any positive effects on sexuality from abnormal uterine bleeding. And, And clearly, this will affect the woman and the woman's partner. And how does a partner who who has, um, you know, uh, um, a lady partner who's experiencing such symptoms support their partner? Because you can imagine how frustrating it can be if your partner says, look, I'm tired. And she really means it because maybe she's lost so much blood and she's she's experiencing a bit of anemia, as you mentioned. And, and the partner says, but you're not bleeding today. You were bleeding yesterday, <laughs> you know. So how, how does that partner support a partner who's going through this? I think it's important to just be understanding and kind and help uh, your partner to uh, help themselves because sometimes women also take time to seek help to find answers for their symptoms uh, or they're too anxious to even look for answers. So it's very important to just support them uh, with uh, getting help um, and not to put any pressure on them and not to make them feel guilty about not being able to have sex or not feeling excited about having sex and maybe not treat it uh, as something personal because it's not likely to be that. It's more likely it's just a medical condition that needs attention and it's not that the partner doesn't like you anymore or is not excited about you anymore. It's more that they've got a problem and that problem has to be sorted before they're back to themselves or they used to be. Call in A-teamers and let's hear your uh, views. I asked you if uh, you've experienced sex during a period or if you are experiencing some sort of um, abnormal bleeding as a woman or your partner as a man is having abnormal bleeding and some of the signs and symptoms that Dr. Novikova is talking about are happening in your marriage or in your relationship, please call in so that we'll be able to offer advice and assist. Call in on 011-714-2000. Or SMS 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614104107. How prevalent, Dr. Novikova, is abnormal uterine bleeding and the prevalence as well in relation to age groups? 
Abnormal uterine bleeding is uh, very prevalent, and women would ex almost all women will experience it at least once uh, in their lifetime. And at times it could be related to even stress uh, that would cause change in the periods pattern, and etc. Fibroids um, are very common. 80% of women would develop a fibroid in their lifetime. Doesn't mean that those fibroids will give them symptoms, but they will lead at times to abnormal uterine bleeding. Um, about 10% of women in menopause may experience abnormal uterine bleeding, and most of it will be related to vaginal atrophy or thinning of vaginal skin due to lack of estrogen and uh, not anything uh, dangerous, but cancer is possible uh, as a cause of abnormal uterine bleeding or postmenopausal bleeding. Hmm. But generally, abnormal uterine bleeding is more common in women of reproductive age. So it is something very common. So uh, women need to constantly visit gynecologists and, and the men in their lives or the partners in their lives need to be very sensitive to this. I've got another WhatsApp here that says, uh, it's from an anonymous A-team. It says, sex during a, a woman's period is very sweet. In fact, my girlfriend feels insecure when she's on her period and she's very moody. But soon after sex, she's not bad at all. She feels loved. So that probably has to do with hormones as well. <laughs> really sweet that uh, someone has this attitude. They help partner to feel happier during the menstrual period when their uh, hormonal levels maybe not quite uh, how they're normally and they don't feel themselves. Let me go to a voice note. Madam Patricia, how are you? I'm Nathan K from Bombera. Hi, Nathan. Madam Patricia, for me, if a woman is in periods, I can't bother. I can't do anything. Sometimes maybe I can separate and I sleep on another bed. Okay, on another point that many women, if they have sex when they are in menstruation period, they get back pain. Is it true? Okay, have a nice evening, Madam Patricia. Bye. Bye, Nathan. Um, so Nathan says, nah, he doesn't touch a woman when she's on her period. But uh, he also asks, doctor, when a woman is on her period, is it true that they experience a lot of back pain and why? That's correct. Uh, some women have uh, just low abdominal or tummy pain and others have back pain. And some women have both back pain and pain and it's related to the nerves that innervate uh, our uteruses and the back they come from the back area and um, that's the reason for the pain so it's just one of those things it's a, our anatomy uh, that uh, leads to the combination pain or the back pain hmm. i've got a, a question of another question and comment on uh, whatsapp saying wow does the contraceptive have an impact on heavy bleeding or headaches Some women, it, it is a contraceptive pill may cause migraines. And for other women, they experience headaches or migraines during their menstrual period or just before their period. And going on contraceptive pill stabilizes their hormonal levels and evens them. And that helps with migraines. And there is an effect that is opposite to that for other women where contraceptive pill 
cause migraines. So interestingly, they all react differently to hormonal treatment or hormonal contraceptive pill. And that depends on the receptors that uh, those hormonal pills attach to. Mm. And the, how many receptors we have in their bodies, and we, we all differ in our reaction. Um, in terms of contraceptive pill causing heavy menstrual bleeding, it's not common, but it does happen for some women. Generally, we would then change the contraceptive pill and find the one that does not lead to the heavy bleeding. There's plenty of pill that lighten menstrual uh, periods and some of them even lead to amenorrhea or disappearance of menstrual period, which is also normal. It's not an abnormal thing because we create it with hormonal treatment. Now, uh, this uh, Atima continues to say only young legends can make a woman squirt, knowing the G spot is marvelous. And then he says, um, Red Robot is marvelous. <laughs> Forget about hygiene or smell. You'll take a bath after. Just women are shy. Ronari. But that one way. <laughs> wow. Okay. He says, Women are shy, but men, they wanted one way they don't mind so there's also the hygiene element and um, obviously of having sex during uh, your period or woman's period Uh, doc in terms of uh, this abnormal uterine bleeding is there a way that it can be treated medically Uh, yes, absolutely. They have uh, many, many different treatments. And the first of all, the treatment would depend on the cause of the bleeding. So we would assess the woman, do a pap smear, check for risk of STDs, maybe do the STD check if it's indicated, um, and uh, do a pelvic ultrasound to check for fibroids, polyps, cysts. And once we know the reason for bleeding, we would then uh, prescribe a treatment. The simple treatment of abnormal uterine bleeding would be a medical treatment, non-hormonal, with the medications that help to decrease blood flow, something like tranexamic acid or cyclocapron uh, in combination with neurofen would decrease blood flow during menstrual period by 70%. This is a good treatment, but it's a short-term treatment because it doesn't sort out the actual cause of bleeding. And it's suitable in certain cases where women for example, wait for surgery to remove fibroids, or they are reluctant to take hormonal treatment. Hormonal treatment would uh, include um, progesterone pills, contraceptive combined estrogen and progesterone pill, and uh, a wonderful device, uh, which is a loop or intrauterine device called Mirina, uh, or a smaller version, uh, Kailina. This loop contains progesterone and we insert it into the uterus. It can be performed, this insertion can be done in the doctor's office, doesn't require general anesthesia or theater. And once Mirina is in, 70% of women will stop having periods altogether. So this is an excellent treatment for women who have heavy menstrual bleeding or irregular menstrual bleeding due to hormonal disbalance. And surgery is uh, another 
treatment option for women with large fibroids or with polyps or women with cysts. Cancer obviously needs immediate attention and will be treated uh, with uh, whatever needs to be done in a particular case, which could be surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, depending on the uh, stage of the cancer and type of the cancer, whether it's a cervical cancer or uterine cancer that is causing abnormal uterine bleeding. Women who experience bleeding in menopause with vagina, women, for example, with uh, vaginal atrophy um, uh, would be treated with estrogen to help with the bleeding. So it, it seems all the, the, the interventions for treating abnormal uterine bleeding are medical or surgical in one way or the other. Are there any non-medical interventions? Non-medical interventions, mm, like expectant management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you still there, Dr. Novikova? It seems we are really having a connection. Dr. Novikova, we're having connection issues. Are you there? Well, like a non-medical, like the other non-medical intervention would be like acupuncture, etc. Like I, I don't think they help with the bleeding. Mm, okay. So maybe acupuncture or homeopathic remedies, but nothing necessarily that you know. Uh, let's go to a voice note. Yeah, yeah, I think that has been has evidence proved the results. Okay. Hey guys, this is Sianda. Hey Patricia. Hey, I want to ask our guest to Patricia. Is it true that once you have sex with a woman, like a woman which is on her periods, is she gonna quickly get per- pregnant? I'm sorry. Is she gonna really get quickly? Is that quite true? Okay. Um, Dr. Novikov, I don't know if you heard that, but uh, the question is uh, around having sex with a woman when she's on her period. Can she fall pregnant quicker? No, it's, it will be very unlikely to fall pregnant, uh, pregnant during the menstrual period. Uh, women fall pregnant in the middle of their cycle, meaning on the uh, usually in a woman who has 28-day cycle, meaning 28 days between the first day of the menstrual period till the next first day of the menstrual period, those women ovulate on day 14. So usually ovulation or release of the egg happens 14 days before the next menstruation. The egg only leaves for 24 hours. The sperm leaves for three to five days. So for women to fall pregnant, the sperm has to be there around the ovulation time. So the fertile period in the menstrual cycle will be from about day 10 to day 16 of the menstrual cycle, if we count the first day as the first day of the bleeding. It's not really possible to fall pregnant during menstruation usually. Mm, okay. Here's a, a, a question here, a really sad one, though, from an A-teamer who'd like to remain anonymous, says, I've been having problems with a 
uh, abnormal bleeding for two years and I have been in and out of hospitals, but they can't seem to find what is wrong with me. I have tried Depo, the family planning injection, but it makes me bleed more. And the only way to stop them is by taking the contraceptive pills, the triphasal. But I don't take the red ones because if I do, I bleed heavy and um, I even have clots and it's so painful. Can the doctor please help me on what I should try? <laughs> Look, it's, I, I can't really give advice, uh, medical advice, mm. um, without uh, assess- an assessment of a patient and working out uh, the problem. There are many more treatments besides depo and trifacial, and it's not uncommon for women to have worse bleeding with both depo and trifacial. So we would need to just work out um, what the issue is and uh, possibly try different type of hormonal treatment or, for example, Rina uh, loop uh, to treat this bleeding. It is a very nice procedure that uh, we perform for women who finish their family who are not willing to. Sure. Our network connection A team is really, really doing us down. Dr. Novikova? Dr. Novikova? Yes. Okay. Could you please? Uh, yes, yes. We, lo- we lost you again. So you were talking about a, a wonderful treatment for women who are done with uh, having children. Yes. So this treatment is called endometrial ablation, and it's performed in the operating room. It's safe. It's quick. It just destroys the lining of the uterus and women stop bleeding. It's not a hormonal treatment. It doesn't change anything in your body. And it works quite well with 90% success rate with normal periods for women who finish their family. Oh, wow. Uh, So could a woman use that method as opposed to going for um, sterilization procedure? Uh, we would do it in combination with the sterilization procedure, or it's quite nice for women whose partners had sterilization. So it's not a contraceptive method. It's a method to treat the bleeding. And it's only it only works for women who don't want family anymore, but they have to use other forms of contraception, not to fall pregnant. Okay. And uh, here's a, another question here from Simpiwe, who's in Cape Town. Simpiwe says, could you please ask the doctor whether it's advisable to try anal sex when the woman is on her period? Okay. Can you please repeat, Patricia? Um, Simpiwe is asking if it's advisable to try anal sex when a woman is on her period. <laughs> I think whatever the couple likes, you can do. It's uh, there is no particular advice that we have, but uh, oral sex, anal sex. If this is what you, if this is what you enjoy, go for it. Okay, so the period is not uh, something that holds you back. It's just your preference as a couple. Absolutely. And, and uh, Balisa, who's in Maseru, is asking about oral sex, saying, can you please ask uh, the doctor what happens during a blowjob? I really have issues concerning hygiene. Can you, is it advisable to have blowjobs? 
It's so. whatever you like. <laughs> But I think her concern, Bellis's concerns are around uh, hygiene. Is it hygienic to have oral sex? I think it's hygienic. And if you feel it's not, maybe ask your partner to wash or disinfect beforehand. So wash or disinfect beforehand um, and and even use a condom uh, while doing it. I think that could help. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Dr. Novikova, you've told us, you've told us how a woman can, you know, treat uh, abnormal uterine bleeding. And I know you are a practicing gynecologist, and you'll be back in the country soon, we hope, practicing in Cape Town and in Johannesburg. So how do people get in touch with you? Oh, our, our connection there again. Dr. Novikova, can you hear me? Oh, we Okay, Dr. Novikova. Yes, I can hear you. All right, we lost you there. So could you please uh, give us your contact details? My website is drnovikova.coza, so drnovikova.coza. If you Google me, you'll find me very easily, and you can get in touch via website. All the contact details are there, and you can book a, a, a appointment online and i'm back next week i'm glad you're back next week are you going to land in cape town or in johannesburg because obviously those who want to uh, book appointments want to know which office you'll be operating from i operate uh, next week cape town the week after johannesburg Okay, excellent. So, A-teamers, you know where to get hold of the doctor. Thank you very much for joining us and sharing your time. I know you're out on holiday with your family, but we really appreciate you uh, spending your time with us. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Patricia. It's been great as usual. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. Novikova. Uh, A-teamers, that uh, rounds up our discussion with the the good doctor, Natalia Novikova. And uh, remember, her website is uh, Dr. Novikova, spelled D-R-N-O-V-I-K-O-V-A dot C-O dot Z-A. That's where you'll be able to get more information around our discussion today. And also, if you'd like uh, to have a consultation. Uh, So we are going to play some good, good music for you to round off our hour. But between now and uh, 3 a.m., there'll still be good music. But at 3 a.m., make sure you're up. Make sure you're up. You don't want to miss Sound Awake with the legendary Mandla Shongwe. He's on from 3 until 5 a.m., so make sure you are tuned in. We will continue interacting on social media platforms at SAFM Radio, at Patricia N. Dooley. Use the hashtag SAFMLNC. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.